Hey everyone, I'm AudioNerd64. And I am Big Nakuma. And we are your gamer friends. Gamer friends. This week on Logging On, we're talking Fortnite, Radical Heights, Super Hot. Mm. Super, I'm gonna put an effect on that so that way it makes my voice sound like oh. the. Mm-hmm, I am. Great. Uh, Microsoft's new adaptive controller, mm. Switch Online, Halo, but it's not what you think it is. Black Ops 4 and the big old E3 leak that just spewed out <laughs> all of the things. <laughs> These past two weeks in Nerdum, we're covering Deadpool's new release, a Miss Marvel project that's not what you're thinking of, Solo, and Yanni Laurel. I think it's pronounced Yanni. Whatever. I Whatever. heard Laurel. I heard both. <laughs> <laughs> And in the home screen, we are exclusively talking about Destiny 2. It is all we played, to be fair. To be fair, I mean, it is all we played these, these past two weeks. We have to be honest with y'all, so you get a whole segment worth of Destiny. Again. Sorry. And what are we doing after all that, Big Nick? Well, I'm very excited to say that we are introducing our very first narrative segment. All right, so let's log on. Logging on. Fortnite. Did you play any? No. Yeah, me either. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I just, yeah. I felt like if I was going to play Battle Royale this week, it was going to be Miramar on PUBG, and I didn't even do that. But the mobile people did. The mobile people did. (laughs) I can't fucking believe (laughs) that they've had the game for, what, a month? And they already have a new map, and... We've been sitting here. I know it's a different team, and essentially a different studio than Blue Hole. I don't care. Yeah, it's still obnoxious. It Very still obnoxious. doesn't seem uh, doesn't seem right. Whatever. Uh, so what? everyone's the big purple hottie because apparently Thanos is attractive now. Okay, that's disgusting. I can't believe you even brought it up. I, I actually it's, it's forgot about that It's not what I'm saying. It's what the people are saying. I it, forgot about it, uh, and now it's back in my head. And now that's I all forgot. I'm I, people were saying that before the tweet, and then the tweet happened, and now I'm thinking about the tweet. Yeah, I'm sad now. Anyway, you can play as Thanos right now for a limited time event in Fortnite. I did not play any myself, but I have watched a lot of it, and it does seem legitimately fun. I just can't build. Yeah, no, I agree. I I mean, I don't know. I still have not given Fortnite a proper chance, so I don't think I will. I don't know. We'll see how long the event is up. Maybe I'll try it these upcoming two weeks. We'll see. But it did look like fun. You could play on your long train ride. Uh, That's right. I could play on my phone. Yeah, you can. Although you have terrible internet on your phone, apparently. Well, I will because I'm going to be on an Amtrak train. So I'm going to not have internet at all, basically. Very true. Yeah, it it looked like a lot of fun. I was watching a, a video of a streamer who was determined to not take the gauntlet, just to kill Thanos and then defend the gauntlet from anyone who tried to come get it. Like a true Avenger. <laughs> uh, and that was pretty entertaining. Um, you, you know, again, if you like Fortnite, you're going to love this, especially if you are a Marvel geek. Uh, if you don't like Fortnite, you probably are not going to pay very much attention to this. Um, but maybe you should. It looks legitimately fun. Mm-hmm. It does. Legitimately fun. Legitimately fun. Uh, Second, the studio that is making Radical Heights is no longer making Radical Heights because it's shutting down. Oh, so our nice in the middle. Yeah. uh, It's already Centrist (laughs) 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 Battle Royale game is gone. There's 
a metaphor here, but I won't make it. Mm. Anywho. Yeah, so Bosky Studios, uh, they also make Lawbreakers. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I didn't really get into it, but to each their own. The thing that sucks about this news, even more than just like Radical Ice is not going to get fully developed, is that no one knew about it. Like the executive director, (laughs) I'm such a nonprofit person, the CEO just like announced it and there was no prior warning for the employees. So it's kind of a really shitty situation. That's terrible. Good luck to all of the developers that were working on Lawbreakers and Radical Heights. Uh, hope you find some new gigs soon. Uh, Bungie probably has some openings uh, <laughs> now that they uh, have a future. I would totally do a Battle Royale Destiny. Ooh, that would be very interesting. I don't know that they would. They probably. I mean, that's be creative already, enough to get like, there. Don't that, and that's definitely like. Very, like, hot topic. Like, oh, everyone's making Battle Royales. We have to make a Battle Royale version. Imagine if Bungie made a Battle Royale version of Destiny before they made quality of life fixes. I think that uh, people would burn down Bungie. (laughs) (laughs) And then a whole bunch of high schoolers would start playing Destiny in class. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Super Hot Mm. has a new version coming out, an alternate version coming out only in Japan. Oh. It, apparently, it's going to, like, include some, like, Japanese, like, art backgrounds and, like, you know, how everything is set up. Which is kind of interesting because, like, the original one is, like, super generic. So, I'm kind of interested even, yeah, in seeing. I don't even understand how that would work. I don't know. But, and we might not ever know. Apparently, it's going to come out in Japan at some point, um, And it might come out in other countries at some point. It's a very up in the air, which is... How I love my gaming news. I don't know how we do this to ourselves. I really don't. Do what to ourselves? Just between being like a Marvel fan and being a gamer, a lot of the news is always like, well, it's up in the air. Oh, I thought that was just life. Yeah, there's a metaphor to be made there too. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I'm excited for it. I hope it actually does come out for us over (laughs) here in the States. But we'll see. Although, I didn't know there was a VR version for PlayStation and I now have a motivation to spend four hundred dollars to get that headset. Wow! Uh, I could lose that paycheck. It's fine. I'm glad that such an impression was made on you that you would do that. I, I don't love think I would Super do that. Hot. It is the most innovative shooter I've ever played. You played in years. That I played in fuck. That I played in years. <laughs> mm. I'm over it. Um, speaking of new hardware. <laughs> from what a transition look at you it really is actually a bad transition if you think about it because the sony vr stuff is not new anyway microsoft <laughs> is coming out with an adaptive controller for people with disabilities which they are. is uh really interesting uh i know that a few uh contraptions i'll say exist already mm-hmm. um i'm thinking of the guy who plays PUBG with his mouth mm-hmm. um so stuff exists but it seems like, Not this all. is a very mainstream right. option that a lot of people are going to know about that maybe they're not into games enough to figure out what super technical controller that they can use. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to make it more accessible and uh, maybe bring some new folks into the world of gaming, which is always exciting. Yeah. Um, I was watching like their, their little video for it. Um and actually, most of the people in it were people who already do play games but have difficulty playing them because of their disability 
or people who like got into accidents and could no longer play because they couldn't find any options Ooh. that would you know fit their needs. So it's really that's really cool to see. I I hope though that the price isn't a barrier for entry. It is priced at a hundred dollars. Oh, which I like get. It's like you know a different controller and there's different peripherals, but like I don't know something about it is just like mm, I don't think that like people with a physical disability should have a higher barrier of entry than like right uh, like seems like they should just price it the same as the other controllers yeah or i hope maybe like they'll either price it the same or like comparable to at some point maybe or like bundles or something because like you know i use the stock controller it's something i have to think about but it like would suck that someone be like uh okay like now i have a controller but it's so much more money than everything else but I understand. Um, but, it's, you know, at the end of the day, this isn't for me. So I hope that, like, I just, you know, would want this to get to as many people as possible and wouldn't. And would hope that cost isn't, like, a thing. Right. But it's great that it exists, and I'm happy. Another thing that is going to exist that people are very happy about is online for the Switch. Wow, they're finally, finally. Yeah. You're so, killing it with the transitions today. I know. I'm really good with this. Uh, so... The situation right now is that if you lose your Switch, you're fucked. <laughs> you don't get to have any of your save files at all. Uh, you just lost everything. If you break something and you just send it in for repairs and they have to wipe the hard drive, that's it. It's over. You can't even like physically back it up? No. There's no, there's no like disk to put in that there. That is... Right. Irresponsible. This will allow for folks to do uh, cloud saving on games, but it's also going to be how you access online multiplayer for something like Splatoon. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, like, they have that in the game already, but it's going to be, I'm sure, integrated into this new system. Another interesting thing, (laughs) Halo is getting a new installment. That one wasn't as good. Wow. But as an arcade game. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure people were waiting for Microsoft to announce Halo 6. They're like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? What if that's actually what they're going to show at E3? <laughs> this, is, this is a scam. Oh, my God. It might be a scam. But if it's not a scam, it's going to end up in a bunch of Dave and Buster's. And my birthday is coming up. So oh, just say it. Actually, they didn't even drop dates. So I hope it's like soon. Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard of an arcade game being announced before. That's just, very they just show true. They up. just show up. You like you go to Dave and Buster's <laughs> after not being there for five years. You're like, oh my god! Like there was like this really cool Star Wars one that you got the like, you know, it's like a big and it's like a whole bunch. You know, you're encased in screens and you get to fly the ship. I was very bad at it. Hmm. Um, oh my god! I should. I need to go to Dave and Buster's. Apparently, That's basically what this means. Um, but apparently, they're going to be rolling out Dave and Buster's at some point in time, indeterminate. And Microsoft hopes to give it at other arcades, but do other arcades exist? I mean, there are, like, regional arcade chains. There's Boomers, for instance, in Florida, um, which is down where I grew up. And so there's that kind of stuff. Could you imagine like if it popped in, here in Barcade? In I feel like a big-ass, like... Like, Barcade is, like, cute, but it's, like, all retro games. It's not <coughs> like, here's this giant new thing we're going to put in the middle of Barcade. Oh, I didn't realize it was all retro there. I've yeah. still never been, so. <clears throat> How have you not been to Barcade? You host a gaming podcast. What is better than retro games and alcohol? But I'm over it. I'm over it. Sorry. <sighs> Black Ops 4 is coming out. It big is coming reveal. out. IGN did the big old reveal. 
And I guess the biggest thing is that there is no narrative. No, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No narrative. That's, that is wrong. <laughs> that is wrong. It's, that's an alternative fact. I apologize. It is not going to have a campaign. Mm. It is going to have a bunch of multiplayer things for you to do, which includes a battle royale mode. Shocking. <laughs> um, with Some people narrative, were concerned it was all going to be about. <laughs> could you imagine? Um, so multiplayer battle royale mode with narrative weaved throughout it. Um, and since they don't want to spend time making an actual campaign, that's all I want to talk about. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> um, I'll I play it. Whatever. From- Rocky's going to be really good at it because he loves Call of Duty. But like, I. <sighs> I think it's like it's very interesting this split that we're seeing now, right? So like BioWare got dragged to whatever. I can't even like tr- I'm like trying to make a reference to one of the planets in the universe and I, it's been so long since I played the game I can't even do that. Andromeda? Drom? Andromeda that's a galaxy though. I was going to make like an obscure like they got dragged to like this hellish planet and back. They got dragged to the Reapers and back. Whatever about having not a good campaign. And so Bioware is like, we are just focusing on storytelling. And then the folks over at Call of Duty are just like, what's a story? <laughs> I don't know her. I'm happy that I am not a Call of Duty player. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like Call of Duty people play for the multiplayer. Right? Um, no? They play for the I, mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I mean, I know a lot of campaign people, mm-hmm. and I I feel like I know people who play it because they really like the campaign. Oh, well, I guess they're ass out of luck. That sucks. <laughs> Again, I'm not one of those people, and so I'm not too upset. Um, I'll just have to see what happens at E3, I guess. Um, it's true. I'm not going to buy it either way, but you will. I and might. So, we'll see. You know, uh, it, it, we it should be exciting. Something to talk about. Speaking of E3, <laughs> uh, our last piece of news this week is the major leak that is probably mostly false. Yeah, I uh, I actually did not look at the leak out of respect but this guy over here, he's like, I saw every last thing. I don't even... Oh, you have it up. Oh, boy. Do I want to look at it? Well, I'm going to talk about it, so you don't even have to look at it. I'm going to spoil you no matter, no matter what. Oh, I just want to look at it. I'm going to get up and look at it. You can talk. I'm going to get up and look at it. So, one of the biggest things was that it had Rage 2 on there by Bethesda. And then, literally the same day, a uh, like- Rage 2 trailer dropped. <laughs> So, you think they freaked the fuck out and they were just like, drop the trailer now. It's just drop it now. I think they were pissed. Um, yeah. From my understanding. I'm sure their social media intern was very happy that day. From my understanding, uh, no one was checking for Rage 2. Like, like no one was <laughs> like, oh, when's Rage 2 coming out? Like, tapping themselves on the watch. Um, so that was like a big confirmation. But then Borderlands 3 folks came out and said, absolutely not. Is Borderlands 3 going to be at E3? So we've got one major confirmation on this leak and one major rebuttal already. Um, I think this is bullshit. <laughs> uh, and only for one game that I'm looking at, Forza Horizon 5? <laughs> Four didn't come out yet. Oh, smart catch. Where did this leak come from? Wait, um, wait, was this the Walmart leak? Yeah, this is the Walmart leak. So who 
So uh, apparently, fake news. Walmart in Canada put out a temporary pre-order page that I guess was in some way like anticipating E3 or whatever. Like this could be a, a social media manager's fantasy for Walmart, or this could be like someone who works in the games department. Like this, this is their best guess at what is going to come at E3. So there's a lot of really uh, obvious things on here, like a new WWE or a new Duh. like The Last of Us, which has already been announced, right? Um, a new Smash Bros. But there are some things on here that are really interesting. Like um, a new <laughs> <That Assassin's> Final <laughs> Seven remake. That wait, no, that's been confirmed though. I forgot, but y'all have been asking for that for forever. Uh, not y'all, specific, not you, but whatever. So uh, Gears of War Five, for instance, we've heard no rumblings of that. That would be actually legitimately, uh, you know, big news. Assassin's Creed. Uh, our impression, at least in the Assassin's Creed community. Uh, is that they're going to continue with content for Origins. Mm. Uh, and yeah, like a new game is coming, but probably going to take another year in between because it works so well for Origins. Right. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if I saw an Assassin's Creed title, especially if it was coming out next year. They mentioned uh, Splinter Cell, and then I think the biggest one would have been Just Cause 4. You know, again, another huge surprise. So, you know, there's... Obviously, stuff wrong with this. If Forza, if Forza Four, Horizon Dawn, whatever. Obviously, Horizon Dawn. <laughs> oh, you disgust me. Obviously, if uh, you know, there are things like that that are clearly fake, and Borderlands not, you know, showing for sure. Um, then it's all fake. Yeah, I think that you can probably just what's that thing? Say it's fake. That Jesus in law school. Uh, one of our friends is in law school. What's that thing where like you lie? One time, and then anything you say is can be is basically a lie. Prejudice? Maybe this list is prejudiced. I don't think that's the term. I, feel <clears throat> I don't like think that's the term either. I don't know. We're gonna have to ask him. I don't, I don't know, know right now though. About. This is a gaming podcast, so sorry. Oh, I think Beyond Good and Evil Two is another one that people were like, "Oh my god." Anyway, uh, I think the I, I think we can comfortably say that this is fake. However, fake I news. do think that a few things on this list are in fact going to be at E three, right? And those people are pissed. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe those people aren't pissed because they're just keeping their mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bethesda seemed to be pissed, and then actually confirm it. <laughs> just so. Like we just gonna have to drop the tape, huh? <laughs> We just don't have to drop this one. So yes. that's it for the news this week. It is. Uh, we're going to get... All right, I won't make the joke two weeks in a row. I'm going to do it. Down and nerdy. Oh, I didn't remember that you did that, and now I'm embarrassed again. These past two weeks in nerddom, Deadpool is out. We haven't seen it. It is out, and it I literally came out today. So yeah. that's why we didn't see it, because it came out tonight. It came out tonight. And we were doing this. So we're doing this yeah. for y'all. Yeah, it's really our listeners' faults. <laughs> it's really, it's really you all's faults. <laughs> you all's faults. Fault I did get an explicit invitation to go see it tonight. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. I get it. You'll get over it. I will. It's um, actually Chase's fault, but anyway. Chase's fault. Mm-hmm. How's it Chase? Oh, I have to go pick him up. Yeah. I'll be sure to let him know that you know that that he that you said that. <laughs> you know he he guested on the show and that's how you're gonna talk to him. Does he even listen to it? Yes. Friend of the show's fault. Friend of the show's fault. 
Chase. But apparently it's really good. Um, and also, Glad was like, congratulations for putting in some queer folks that aren't just like punchlines. Like apparently the, between Megasonic, Teenage Warhead, and whoever she's with, I don't remember who, they're like, good job. Hmm. Who would have thought it would have been Deadpool to give us some queer representation that wasn't ass in a Marvel movie? So yeah, go Deadpool. I can't wait to go see it, and we'll talk about it more in two weeks. Hashtag Team Peter. Oh yeah, that's right. That looks great. <laughs> Literally, him falling out of the plane is the funniest the thing part I've ever seen already. Trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, speaking of things that are really funny, apparently... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I'm just not a fan. Just I'm not a fan. Yeah. I know. Who Who's who's the main... Okay, we've done a terrible job introducing this. You we take did. it over. So, apparently, Kevin Feige of MCU fame was at an interview, and someone asked about Miss Marvel. This is our Muslim superhero, Camilla Khan. And he was like, yeah, that's in the works after Captain Marvel comes out. So it was like completely non-committal, I think. Everyone was like, oh my God, we're going to get our first Muslim superhero. This is great. This is amazing. Which I do think is great and amazing. I just don't know if it's actually going to happen. Well, because it's a few things. A, I don't know if that's going to happen. B, we don't know what's going to happen after Avengers 4. They might do the multiverse thing. They might do the reset thing. C, if it does happen, there's like a lot of implications there. You know, you have Miles Morales in there. You have mm. Thor that's a woman who's Jane Foster. Mm. There's a whole lot of difference. difference. So like, I don't... Which, by the way, hold on. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's really good. I was watching a YouTube video, and apparently the Rooster Brothers were giving uh, a talk or, like, they were answering fan questions or something, and the whole gist of it was, what happened to character X and, like, random people? So Lady Siv, for instance. Fuck, we need a spoiler alert this. This is a spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, Spoiler alert. This is a spoiler alert. People die. In Avengers. Okay, look. If you have not watched Infinity War by now, <laughs> what are you doing? We waited for a month to talk about it. Yeah. We have a whole ass bonus episode. I'll just make sure in the show notes people know there are spoilers. If we spoiled you, I'm really sorry. So the Russo brothers were answering questions about what was happening to specific characters. After the snap. After the snap. And Lady Shift came up. Shift. <laughs> Sif. I said Lady Shiv. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lady Sif came up and um, they were like, yeah, she's dead. She's dead. Aunt she's May dead. made it. Yes, Aunt May made it. Okay, so you saw the video too. Um, I No, I didn't see the video. I just saw I saw like a list of who made it. Who made oh, okay, okay. But uh, Jane Foster. We don't they, know. They, they said, said that's a spoiler. Yeah, they said that is potentially spoilery. Which you... I don't think that's potentially spoiler. I don't think Homegirl is coming back because she left Thor 2 and was like, I'm done with this bullshit. But I mean, look at what happened with Thor 3. Yeah, but it's not like she came back. She didn't come back. But if after Infinity War, the Russo brothers come to you and say, hey, hey we want to make you Lady Thor. Do you want this role or not? She could have still said no. Yeah. And I mean, they could pick any random woman to be Lady Thor. Like, you know, Lady Siv. <laughs> That's true. Well, who knows? 
Anyway. They didn't say that was a spoiler. They said that Shuri was a spoiler, so you know she alive. Thank God. Uh, Valkyrie. No one asked about Nakia. You think Lupita is going to come back? What? You don't think she's willing to come back? I feel like if... uh, I feel like if Okoye's boo isn't coming back, why would she? Well, he wasn't back, I think, because he had other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like, like I don't know if it's clear, like a they're big just gonna say he's dead. Like you know, true. Oh, whatever. I don't know. My point is that no one asked about them, true. so we don't know. We don't know. Right? They could be in it. Um, apparently, Meek and Korg are spoilers too. Yeah. Um, and who else? There was one other. Shuri was a spoiler. I can't remember. But I think it was all of them. I think it was all. Um, regardless. That's a lot of potential spoilery content. What the fuck is Avengers 4 going to be? For I mean, fuck's sake, what are we, we going to get? Oh, and then... What if they make Shuri the Black Panther, like I predicted? I don't know. And then it's apparently time travel in this one. Yeah, that is something I've I've actually already begun my media block out for uh, I feel like they're part fake. two. I feel like they are fake photos. It is a lot of work to get an actor who's no longer in the universe because he was killed off in a movie to come back for a fake. That's a lot. What if they're just old pictures? Like, I don't, I'm just like. They're not old pictures. They saw Quicksilver on the set. Quicksilver? Oh, right, right. Sorry. I thought you said Silver Surfer. I was like, what? (laughs) Wow. We're just like, whoo, the speculation train is a chugging along. (laughs) Who would he even be? He hasn't been cast. How could he be? I know. I I just, I don't know. But I don't know. I uh, I don't trust the Russo brothers anymore. They've duped us. You know what? That that gif of the dude from It's Sunny. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah, one. Yeah. That is me. And I'm like, something new about the Avengers 4 came out? Oh, my God. That, that's me. I'm like, this is what it means. Yeah. Don't tell me anything again. I'm I am. I might just have to go out. on Twitter and block and mute everything indefinitely. Um, That's what I definitely plan on doing. Uh, but, like, I feel like even it, like, we... We just I'm gonna no, watch the first trailer and that's it. We don't. We just don't know. I feel like everything, like all the trailers, all the social media buzz, and still no one got it. So now I feel like it doesn't even matter. Eh, we'll see. Whatever. I guess we'll see in a year. Moving on. Moving on. Solo was apparently a good movie. Hmm. It is apparently a good movie. It hasn't really? Come out yet. Yeah, I mean, I got scared when I, I well, we listened to, it was a podcast that we were listening to, right? I think so. And someone was like, yo, Homeboy needed an acting coach on set. Oh, you just told me about this. I didn't listen to it myself. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I don't, well, apparently he needed to go, and so I was like, oh my God, this is going to be terrible. Apparently, like, they just, like, picked the first guy that, like, wanted the role or whatever. And- yeah, I saw a clip that said, uh... We literally picked the first guy that auditioned, <laughs> which is wild. And What's meanwhile, Donald Glover had to do all that work. <laughs> What's <sighs> amazing about this whole situation is that he now has a spinoff of a spinoff in... Supposedly. What do you mean supposedly? I thought it was confirmed. It's not confirmed. One of the people were like, eh, it's not like a priority. It oh. might happen. We don't really know. And knowing him, it's not going to... Okay, never mind. I'm not excited anymore. He's not going to have it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> He'll write a fake script for it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, so we're gonna... petty. <laughs> he is. 
Um, so we're gonna go see it, I guess. Yeah, a lot of movies this year. I don't so usually many like movies go that often. Always in the movie theater. Yeah, we have to go twice in the next two weeks. We have to see two movies for the next show. <sighs> I don't even like movie theaters like that. I hate packed movie theaters. They make me nervous. Mm. I just I hate people. No, I'm not. I don't hate people. I'm like. I'm just like in large spaces with a lot of people. Yeah. Always bugs me out. I get it. And so I'm just like. I mean, at the very least, at the very least for solo, we don't have to go like right away. That's true. We don't. <laughs> I, really I don't, had no plan. I don't need to go right away. But yeah, y'all can spoil that one for me. <clears throat> um, uh, in Laurel news. Right. Don't you mean Yanny news? Laurel. Yanny. Laurel. Yanny. <laughs> Yanny. Laurel. <laughs> Oh, uh, this counts is nerd shit because it's nerd shit to me. Mm. So this new you are an audio nerd. nerd. Hey, so this new illusion we call it an audio illusion. I probably it's an illusion. It's an illusion. Michael. I will. Oh, you love Arrested Development. I really do. So the audio equivalent of the blue and black. Yes, that dress. No, that dress was white and gold. No, fuck, I can't remember. Anyway, the audio equivalent of that. Big Nick is just shaking his head. Uh, <laughs> came out, and we will play it. Here's a taste of it. Laurel. Laurel. But honestly, you really just have to listen to it while... Like, you have to, like, just play it back a million times. And I don't think you want to keep going back and forth. It would be with really us. annoying. It would be really annoying. I'm very annoyed by this whole situation already. I know. <laughs> um, so, like, basically what is occurring... Is that the if you I saw one video if that took out all of the low frequencies and you heard Yanny, and if you kept all those low frequencies in, you heard Laurel. Um, and depending on what you're listening to or what you're listening for, you can hear both. So it was really trippy actually. So I would just like play the video back and forth, or like would wait a minute and be like. And think Yanny and then hear it. And then I would like think the other one and hear it. And there's actually more of these that exist. I'm just going to spend this train ride actually just looking up audio illusions. Because I didn't know that they were a thing. You just like, just think about the one that you want to hear and then you hear it. And I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> and I want to know more about how it works. And I need I need to like, I need to do some deep diving the real life connection for me, um, we tweeted out the article about this uh, because it reminded me so much of Watchdogs. Apparently, some researchers have been hiding bits of code or like language that are essentially instructions to things like Amazon's Alexa or Apple's Siri. Which is terrifying. It is totally terrifying. I'm never having any smart things in my house. (laughs) So they can like play a song that has a hidden message embedded in it that humans can't hear. They'll just hear the song, but the device will hear and understand and execute whatever the command is, like put $10,000 worth of merchandise in your cart if you are an Alexa user, for instance. If you're an Alexa user, for instance. Not I. Couldn't um, be me. Keep that. Seems... You can keep Alexa out of my house to begin with. Yeah. Because some things be listening all the time yeah. anyway. I'm not a huge fan of no. uh, those infrastructures. Um, 
But anyway, it just reminds me of that because it so much of what the controversy is about is not really whether or not you're hearing one thing or the other thing. It's about what frequency your brain is paying more attention to at that given time. Because I've played it back in multiple scenarios and have heard different words. Uh, so it's not like both words aren't there. They're both there. It's just that your brain is prioritizing one frequency or the other. And so these optical and audio illusions are just really cool brain teasers, I think. And the fact that something like that uh, is reminding me of something so sinister uh, kind of kills it for me. <laughs> yeah, you uh, sucked all the joy out of my audio nerdery i'm so sorry now i'm sad well you're gonna be listening to audio illusions for like what 30 hours tomorrow so you know it's not that long of a trip you'll be really i'm gonna listen to podcasts probably and editing i guess oh yeah i hope yeah the home screen um let me be the first to say that i'm willing to to admit that I was too harsh preemptively, and even though I still have a lot of really good reasons to be skeptical, I am indeed more hopeful about the future of Destiny 2 than I have been up to this point. Did did you hear that? That was the sound of Bungie just sending you shit for saying something nice about their game. Because <laughs> they made a converter out of you. Uh, I don't know that I feel converted. Um, I do know that I have not played anything else all week. And that no, I yeah. don't feel bad about it. No, me neither. I It's definitely more of a grind for this one. Uh, I... And not even at a light level that is ready to play Escalation Protocol. And I've played this these past two weeks. I've actually played more than I usually do. Yeah, usually I a lot. Yeah, usually I always lag behind the group just because I have like school and work, and usually I just like can't play them or like I just don't want to. Um, but I've been playing more, and I'm still like under level to even get to the thing that I was like, oh. It's only gonna keep us engaged for five weeks and fuck everybody else and da 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 da. Yeah. So I guess I was wrong there too. I mean, let's go through our predictions. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through yours first. Okay. So last week on the show, we uh-huh. spent a lot of time talking about Destiny. We did. Uh, and made some predictions at the very end. So first, you said that it's gonna be cool for the first few weeks at best. At best, we all leave again, but happier. At worst, Destiny is dead. I don't think this is Destiny's death. Yeah. I, I think, think so it either. was a revitalization, if anything. I'm definitely been enjoying playing it, um, especially since it's been nice to get the group back together to play it. That's the most fun part, I think. Yeah. Um, but I don't hate the grind. And like a lot of the thing, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about grinding because I am. I think I do fall more on the casual side of gaming for mm. this specific game. Maybe for this specific game, and I say that meaning like I don't. I'm not usually one to grind that much, but like I don't mind it. Yeah, it's not like too much of a chore, and like quite honestly, I can just like 
I love the fact that Spotify is on Xbox and I can just throw on an, a podcast and just mindlessly shoot aliens. Yeah. So like, and you know, and like the the prize, not the prizes, but the drops and everything like that. It's like keeping me engaged. I'm not like, oh fuck, I have to play Destiny. I'm like, no, I'll play Destiny. Yeah. I uh, I think that there will definitely come a point before the Tekken Queen in September where I will probably not be playing on a regular basis. I still right, think right. that they have not solved a lot of problems and that the end game is still a big thing that they haven't figured all the way out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I I do think that if someone's like, oh yeah, like let's get together and like just do the raid really quick or something like that, there, I think there would be less friction between that idea um, in the group now, right. uh, at least in, in, in my clan. Um, so next, uh, you said that it would play out exactly as Curse of Osiris did. Um, that is already wrong, because I think yeah. it is playing out better than Curse of Osiris did. Definitely better. Um, maybe not so on the campaign. I feel like a lot of like lore people are like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that's my biggest complaint. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Me, I thought it was a little short. It was a little, it felt short. I mean, I know like Curse of Osiris had like a lot of like filler. I actually ran through Curse of Osiris again to catch my hunter up, and Curse of Osiris did have a lot of filler. Yeah. Um, what the you, infinity, the infinite infinity, forest. Infinite forest was. It's just filler. Is I mean that's they they put it in the name. <laughs> <laughs> you will infinitely be shooting weird vex the entire time. Also, um, not at all forest. No space forest. <laughs> uh, forest of the mind. Yeah, I agree that it is um, already leaps and bounds above Curse of Osiris. I know that there are a lot of really pissed off people on Reddit about some specific aspects of the grind and uh, how it treats solo players and all that kind of stuff. But to be honest with you, like we expected some pushback on certain things that are just not perfect yet. Uh, but I agree that you are wrong <laughs> that it is already playing out better than Curse of Osiris. Um, the last prediction is that we, gamer friends, will buy the Taken Queen. I am sticking to my guns and saying that unless some of these quality of life fixes are provided to the player base ahead of paying for new content, um, I am going to wait until after. Because if they put in all these fixes and I'm still not satisfied, then I will be 10 times matter about buying it than if I just wait until I hear from folks whether or not it's good. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see what the roadmap looks like closer to the release date in September. Um, so we'll just have to keep that in our back pocket because I don't I don't know. I don't think we know yet if we're going to buy it. What are your thoughts? I'm prob- I mean, I'm satisfied enough, quite honestly. Uh, <laughs> You're already in. You're in. I'm already in. Because like, I'm not... The, like anything that they do in the lore will never really upset me that much because like I really don't play Destiny for the story. And I came in on Destiny two. Oh, you know, I'm like I'm not like an original player, so like there's a whole bunch of like stuff that I just don't know unless I play Destiny one, which Bioware did a very good job of making sure that didn't happen when Mass Effect two came out. They had a nice little summary <laughs> comic thing. 
Just putting it out there. <clears throat> well, I mean, seeing as how they destroyed uh, the home base at the very beginning of Destiny 2, I think their whole intention was to not have you need to know what happened previously. Exactly. But then, you know, you have things like Rasputin and Warmines or whatever that, like... I mean, here's here's the larger critique of the whole series, though. All of that shit was hidden in the Grimoire. Like, that wasn't in the game. It was beneath the game. Oh, and so it really it, it took people like so the like reason the super- why there's a lore podcast is because no one was going to go read the hundreds of pages worth of grimoire. Someone else is going to do it for you <laughs> and then summarize it. Doing the Lord's work. Do okay. no doing what's uh, doing the the light's work. <laughs> um. So my predictions: the first one is that the game remains broken and Warmind makes it more bearable. Uh, I think yes. That's exactly what is happening. There you go. Right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, you also said that the player base will only mildly increase with word of mouth. Uh, what have you been seeing? Have people been streaming it more? Have people been talking about it more? Yeah, I mean, I think that goes along with my fourth prediction, which is that some streamers will return. Uh, I've, I mean, we've seen that. Like, there mm. are people who are playing the game again that weren't really playing the game beforehand. Right. There are also still people that are not going back yet. Um, they're, you know, way too into Fortnite or any other game. Their audience has maybe changed enough that mm. they're not expecting them to go back to Destiny. And so there's a monetary reason for them not to. That's such an interesting thing for streamers to have to deal with. Like, I would hate to, like, get pigeonholed into just playing one game and being known to be playing one game. And then, like, when I'm like, I want to do something different, everyone's like, the fuck? Right. Imagine if Chaco Taco decides he doesn't want to play Player Unknowns anymore. Oh, my God. Twitch would burn. I mean, I I don't know how people would take that, but um, I I think he's stuck with it until a new game comes out that he can play. Mm Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any player-based numbers or anything like that. I think it's still a little too early to tell how many people have come back and Mm -hmm. how many people are staying. Because, like, the first day or first week numbers probably don't mean all that much in terms of staying power. Uh, So we'll have to see. Um, And then the last uh, prediction on my end was that the story will be more developed than Osiris, but not enough. Um, I'm going to say that I was wrong. Yeah, I'll give it you on that one. The story team failed in two spectacular ways. Number one, they failed because people like you who self-admitted don't really play Destiny for the story are not... They didn't know who Nokris was before this DLC. They didn't know who Zol was before this DLC. Not a clue. They didn't know who Anna Bray was. They didn't who know was about she? the Bray family. I don't know her. <laughs> so there are people who... Even with no introduction to these characters, still don't really know anything about these characters or what their motivations are or anything like that. But if you really go into the lore, you find some bigger problems for people like me who have expectations about um, how strong the son of Crota should be, like, you know, stronger than a strike boss. Or uh, I don't know, a fucking worm god. Maybe we shouldn't be killing him as a strike boss. He is a worm god, after all. I mean, I mean there are people who are defending the decisions by saying things like, well, Nokris wasn't very strong, and he was cast out because uh, he's a necromancer, which is, goes against the sword logic, which is all stuff that is complete gibberish to anyone who's not 
you. into Destiny lore. Um, <laughs> complete gibberish to audio nerd. Um, Absolute. But... Gibberish. I don't know. I don't buy that. I don't buy that, oh, just because Zol was the weakest worm god, that that means we could very easily destroy him. Because we don't subscribe to the sword logic. I'm going to go down a lore wormhole that I'm going to avoid by stopping myself right now. Okay. Thank you. And just saying that I think that people who are into the lore have a good reason to be upset by the story on top of the fact that they essentially retconned the war minds. Um some people disagree with me about whether or not it was a full retcon or not. Um, I think specifically in, Tim. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> that was a call out. Tim really disagrees with me. I I think that it is very clear that they set an expectation that Rasputin was the war mind of Earth and that Charlemagne was the war mind of Mars and that there were other war minds for other colonized planets. And they all worked together, and maybe Rasputin had access to the entire network because of how it was structured and because of a very early Destiny 1 mission where we open up a satellite that points into space for him, and he just kind of, like, goes free. Um, other than that, the the basis that they have to say, to collapse all of the other Warmind entities into Rasputin, and he's just all of it, I think that's incredibly lazy. I think they're trying to avoid making the story too complicated by having Charlemagne be a character. I think there was a way to bridge the gap between what the lore was and what they wanted it to be post-war mind without completely ignoring what the lore was. And I think that's what a retcon is. You ignore something that happened before in favor of something different that you want to do, and you try and tie it up in a bow, but it's a bow on top of a shit sandwich. And I don't appreciate that they don't seem to take care of the universe that they built that is such a lovely and deep universe for those who want to dive into it. But they're kind of assuming that because other people want TLDR versions of the lore, that everyone wants it. And that's just very frustrating. Well, there it is. Yeah, I I don't really have anything else to say. I think if you are a Destiny fan who has not returned uh, yet because you were turned off by the base game and Curse of Osiris, that you should at least come back to Warmind. Especially if you paid for it. <laughs> Especially if you paid for it. Um, and see what's up. Yeah. I have nothing to add. I yeah, like you're, you're on board. I'm on board. I'm all in. I have yet to decide if I will become a bungee apologist or not. Uh, I, I don't think I will. You're halfway there. <laughs> I definitely have softened a lot since Warmind released. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. So we have something new and special for the second half of the show. Our first narrative segment. Hope you enjoy. I'm known as Jesus, but uh, my name is Eli Sayer, and I am from Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm Bing Nkrumah from Brooklyn. My name's in my gamer tag, uh, that Tim dude, and I'm from Kansas. My name is Jack. My gamer tag is Jack with an extra K. 
And I am from just outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My uh, my gamer take is Professor Dump Truck, and my name is James. And I'm from uh, I'm from Canada. Oh, I got to give my state and stuff. I'm all right. All right. My name is Rocky Man. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, and I am one of the founder members of Bones of Feet. And I'm Audio Nerd sixty four. This is Gamer Friends. I don't know about y'all, but there is something, something about finding friends, finding community in online spaces. We still find it like super duper weird. I mean, why do you think Catfish is such a big show? But if you ask a gamer, you ask a Tumblr user, a Reddit user, even OG Twitter folks, they all will probably tell you that this is not impressive at all. But for the rest of us, I'm sure we're asking What's it like feeling connected to people that you've never met in real life, let alone a whole group of people? Well, we are going to hear from one of those groups. You've heard us mention them before. And now, finally, we'll get to know the story of our resident Destiny clan, Bones of Feet. I was in the original group. So it was me, my friend, and Suko, who stopped playing a while ago. And then it was Dumb Truck and Jesse. That was like the original four. Like we all we all met up on fire teams one night and then we just like clicked. So I was like, all right, whatever. Keep playing with each other. All like pretty decent guys. But our two founding members, Rocky and Dump Truck, did run into a problem. This was during King's Fall, and we just kept we just kept playing together all the time. And then eventually, we were like, okay, we need to go on LFG because we didn't know enough people. The activity they wanted to do in the game needed six people to play. So what exactly is fire teams? Well, it's a page on Reddit. That's the website for all the super nerds. It's actually what's called a subreddit, which is a page for a specific topic or interest. And you can find a subreddit on literally anything, like finding people to play video games with. But I still didn't understand why people needed a page like that in the first place. Why did people decide to use the Fireteam Reddit page instead of like the looking for group function in Xbox? Well, the looking for group function in Xbox didn't exist at that time. Mm-hmm. The looking for group function on Xbox is actually fairly new. I think it is the most recent uh, firmware update for Xbox is what brought that. So Fireteams was all we had. The whole community had to figure out how to play this game because Bungie didn't help us do it. Right. They well, were like, oh, you need to do all this stuff with five other people and didn't help us find five people at all. Did games have matchmaking at that point? Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to think about where games were before Destiny came out. Um, I don't think Destiny invented anything that it did, but I think it did it better than a lot of its competition at the time and was doing it for a console audience. There was no PC version of Destiny 1. So the PC people had World of Warcraft, they had Diablo, they have all these other uh, experiences. And to my knowledge, there is some matchmaking in those games, uh, but I haven't played enough to know if it's the type that you would really need for a game like Destiny. So yes, there was matchmaking in other games at that time, but no, there was no experience like a raid. Mm -hmm. at the time. 
so matchmaking just wasn't all that developed for console players. PC users already either had them in their games or they could just hop over to a web page real easy. Console players really relied on these pages to find folks to play with. In fact, they used them quite a bit. I personally on that on that subreddit, I think I had done King's Fall Raid probably 50 to 60 times before I finally met up with these guys. Mm-hmm. It might honestly, it might even be more than that. Like I, I did it a lot. Like I was at the point of doing it like three times per day before before I met these guys. Wow. Yeah, Dump Truck and Rocky used this page a lot to find other players. Like recruiting process was kind of interesting because we would just pick up. It was me, Dump Truck, Jesse, and and Suko picking up randos, still trying to fill in like the last two spots that we had. And then I'm pretty sure we picked up Jack like a couple weeks later. I think at that point they had maybe done one raid together and then I joined in on the second one they ever did. I asked Jack what the recruitment process was like. Uh, if you were just a solo player like I was and you needed a group to do the raids, you would post like, hey, I'm looking to get this done. These are my credentials. And you would just hope that somebody picked you up. <laughs> you needed to post your credentials. I didn't know that. Yeah, you would post like your light level and stuff. Like have you, how many times you've done it before if you, you, know, if you know what you're doing. So your light level is a number that showcases your character's strength and kind of your progress in the game. The higher the number, usually the better the player. A little intense though, right? There's a reason for that. What is a raid? The easy way to explain it is that it is a very long level. Everyone who's played any kind of video game for the most part, is going to be familiar with the concept of a level. It's a level that can sometimes take several hours to complete. The deeper explanation is it has multiple levels or phases, and they usually involve multiple bosses uh, that culminate in some kind of end boss. The multiple bosses often have multiple steps to defeating them. So there's multiple encounters with multiple bosses. It's just a lot of stuff. And it is much more mechanically difficult than the base game. You're actually solving puzzles and really juggling a lot of responsibilities. Everyone has a role in a raid. There's never a part of any raid where someone's just running around willy-nilly because they don't have a job to do. If they're running around and killing things, it's because their job is to run around and like, you know, clear ads. Ads are just additional enemies, but they're like low level. They're like the boss's henchmen. No one's just doing nothing or not being coordinated for some reason. So, it's not all that complicated on its face, but it is the most difficult and most complicated uh, content that a given game has to offer. And why do people put themselves through this to begin with? Well, with the high stakes comes high rewards. You can get special armor for your characters and weapons that you can only get during this activity. It's just one of those things that separates the pros from the noobs. So now with three out of six players, let's dive back into how this group came together. I'm not sure who joined the group after that, whether we met Tim or Big Nick first, because they were both pretty close back to back right after me. 
It was Tim. I, I had a group of buddies that I was playing with um, on the Xbox 360 when Destiny first came out. Mm-hmm. And um, we all talked about upgrading to the Xbox One, and I finally did. And I was still playing my 360 um, with these guys while they were playing Destiny, you know, and just kind of not really playing it on my Xbox One. And uh, when they finally decided to upgrade, they all went to PS4. Oh, so you already had a group and they kind of abandoned, yeah. <laughs> abandoned ship? Yeah, like I had, I had played with these guys like... I'd been playing with these guys for a long time. And when the Xbox one came out, I got it and, uh, they didn't. <laughs> then big Nick found the group. I was on Reddit on fire teams and Tim posted, uh, needing one more. And so I joined and I had such a good time that I added Tim specifically and we ended up playing the next night, and we raided again, and I just never stopped playing with them. The five of them played together using fire teams to find a six, or one of their friends would just fill in the spot. If you're out there listening, Ansugo or Jesse, you are not forgotten. Here's Dump Truck, Jack, and Big Nick on their experiences before the band got together. I don't know if you've ever like gone on fire teams before, but it's like it's pretty uh pretty standard when you first get in with some people like there's not a lot of chatter that goes on and stuff like that everybody plays games for different reasons it's i enjoy the social aspect of it i almost exclusively play multiplayer games so of course i'm going to be more drawn to playing with people that just want to have fun and be social while they play Mm -hmm. as opposed to the people who are just you know they they need to win they want to win and they're not going to have fun unless they do win Playing with randoms sucks. Uh, <laughs> there are some really good groups, and I, de- I definitely made a lot of Destiny friends along the way. And there was a group that I was regularly playing with, actually, um, but the first group that I played with, um, someone got comfortable enough to start using racial slurs. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, and so I left. I actually kind of ghosted them. So everyone was having a less than ideal time trying to find a group to play with, but they were all really happy when they finally did. I think our last member, however, was the most relieved to find a group. Looking back on it now, now that I'm used to playing with six people that I'm like very comfortable with, um, fire teams is not very much fun, but I think that's just because I'm spoiled now. I think <laughs> I'm like kind of i don't want to say like anti-social i get like nervous especially when i have to like play like in like a high pressure situation with a bunch of strangers mm. that was always the worst part about fire team is like i'd really just i'd rather just not talk to these people but destiny is such a social game like you have to mm-hmm. so i i just kind of suck it up and use it anyway this is the voice of the group's sixth member jesus my tag is say your prayers which is like a playoff my last name and the the group had a habit of giving someone like a one-liner name as soon as they joined and so they saw prayers and immediately just started calling me jesus beautiful and it just stuck it stuck hard and that's that's still what they call me and once they got the full group going things were pretty good we would play every other day like we did like the three raids on all three characters like as soon as the reset would come out 
and then we would just chill for the rest of the week just doing whatever what was it like in the early days of bones of feet it was a beautiful time i don't know it was it was fun it was it was a lot of getting to know each other oh it was pretty sweet like it's it's always good to find a good group of guys to play with but as you as you get to know them a little bit better like uh i think me and me and jack like me and him had uh, gained a pretty good friendship pretty much right away. Like we have a pretty similar sense of humor and stuff like that. So me and him were joking around and stuff like that. Me and him played a lot pretty much as soon as he rolled in, we played a lot together and uh, me, him and Tim were like inseparable for the longest time. So now we have a full team or if you're playing destiny, a full clan and just like any good clan, everyone brought something different to the table. Let's see. What kind of dynamic do you think that you uh, bring to the group? So I think we're all very, very unique people. Like, there's not much overlap in our group, I feel like. But um, I think it depends on what activity we're doing. Like when we're when we're raiding, I am known to be overly sensitive when they pick on me. <laughs> um, so I, I'm I'm sure have you you've experienced this before. But it started in the the King's Fall when there's the jumping puzzle, and if you're the last person to get up, you're a penis pump. Yes. And I've been sabotaged. I've been sabotaged on that jumping puzzle before. No audio illusions here. You heard that right. I cannot believe I have to get into this, but who started that joke? Penis pump started before I did. And I think what makes me the most angry, I think it was it was Dump Shark and Tim that started it, which is like it's right up their alley. (laughs) What made me the most angry is because they refused to admit that they started it. Um. So, uh, this this penis pump issue. <laughs> <sighs> so, in the King's Fall raid, there was this wall, commonly known as the the Wall of Dicks or, um, you know, penis wall, because it looks like there's a bunch of dicks thrusting out of the wall. We'll link to it in the show notes. Um, to push you off the edge force you to start over from the beginning there's a race we have is to see who the last person was to like each door before uh before we would start the next encounter and like this definitely seems like a tim thing to have started so i'm pretty sure <laughs> tim yelled out last one there is a penis pump and everyone like just started losing it we we're like oh no i don't want to be a freaking penis pump and they'll be like no it's it, it's a bungee thing i didn't make these rules oh you didn't no that was bungee they actually, they put that in a This Week at Bungie post. Wait, really? <laughs> it, only if Nick asks, yes. Mm, or okay. Jesus. Okay, okay. It, it was just hilarious, so it ended up sticking with the group, and now anytime somebody's the last person to an encounter, they're the penis bum. And it's, it's actually hilarious how it all went down with Jesus, too. I've been sabotaged on that jumping puzzle before. So there's this one part in King's Fall where you have to jump up a whole bunch of like, you have to jump on like some cliffs and like little pedestals and stuff like that to get to the very top of this area for the next encounter. And I think Jesus was like actually like the third person there, but then he put his controller down and anybody who plays Destiny knows that like if you put your controller down, like your character is now free game to be pushed off a cliff or something like that. We pushed Jesus' guy back down the hole. Everybody got up, and then he came back, and his guy was at the bottom, and we were all laughing and started calling him the penis pump, and he lost it. He's like, no, I was up there third. This is bullshit. I'm not the penis pump. And he, he, oh, man, he was so mad. It was 
it was amazing. And I I got very moody when they called me a penis pump. I'm, I'm pretty sure I muted them for the rest of the raid. We finished it, but I just did not talk for the rest of the raid. And everyone's laughing about it now, but Jesus was not happy in the moment. Some nights, the jokes did go a little too far. Here's Jack. I, t- I tend to needle people a little too hard. Uh, I like a good time. I like a good joke at my own expense and at other people's expenses. I can generally take it very well, and I forget sometimes that other folks maybe don't have as much patience as I do. Um, so, is without a doubt, I have certainly upset a few folks on occasions. Yeah. Do you want to talk about like a specific example? Not really. I don't want to. I don't want to dig into it. Um, yeah, just tensions. Tensions flare up. Jokes get made. People get. People get upset. And even when they're not joking, tensions can still run high. Remember, this isn't a part of the game that you could just breeze through. Some nights are rough. Even on a race that the group has done many times before. I know I'm one to mute my mic when I get really annoyed. Big Nick is super quick to get the group back together. Maybe not so nice about it. But here's Rocky to explain a little bit more about that. There's a lot of butting heads between those. I think it was Tim, Jack, and Nick. Really? Like processes. And I'm like, yeah, it was a lot of butting, butting heads at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure things out, get them like, uh, optimized mm-hmm. per se uh, okay there's a lot of awkward nights <laughs> where, where someone would buy heads and then it was me dumb chuck and the other person just be like um okay <laughs> <laughs> so this is how it's gonna be tonight <laughs> but yeah there's there's definitely times where tensions run a little bit high and and we'll some people leave for the night just to like cool off because like nobody, nobody in this group wants to say anything that's gonna like really piss anybody off. Because like we're all we've been playing together for almost two years now, maybe even over two years at this point. And uh, so like we have a pretty good uh, group. We don't we don't want to lose anybody. So yeah, there, there's definitely times where tensions run a little high. The more I talked with everyone, the more I realized that this clan was like a for real for real team. And some members on the team had interesting roles to play what is, what do you what do you bring to the group i like to think i'm the group bad boy mm-hmm. <laughs> no i just wanted to say that all right i mean hey, i would have went with it i would have went with it that whole exchange right there does describe me pretty well i agree yeah tim was not kidding on that one here are some other members describing the roles that they play a lot of times when we go into new content that we don't exactly know what to expect, we're going in blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's me that kind of tells everyone to shut up and like, okay, actually he noticed this really good thing and he noticed this other really good thing. And if we put the two of them together, we can do this third thing that will move us forward. Let's try that. I, I kind of help keep everybody from going off on a tangent i think i try to be as helpful as possible mm-hmm. and i try to kind of stay out of the way um i try to just focus on my own task at hand try to pick up slack where i can i kind of try to let other people do the leading till we need to collaborate pretty much just like a solid player at the game so like i'm pretty reliable at any position that you can put me at like i don't know uh when it comes to that stuff, yeah, that, and then I guess 
like some uh, some comedy relief. I mean, we're all pretty funny, but that's, that's, I'd say that's probably what my what I bring to the table is mm-hmm. uh, just overall <laughs> overall solid player and uh, and I guess uh, some some comedy relief every once in a while. Everyone have like a really good understanding of the role that they played in the group, and they also really understood each other. Here's what Rocky had to say about Big Nick. He added a different dynamic to the game. How so? He was like the voice of reason half the time. <laughs> like, this is the method. Like, he's like the guy that was like all knowledgeable about the game. Where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to shoot these guys over here. Kill them. So everyone has like, has like different skill sets. So like Rocky, even though he'll deny it up and down, is like hands down the most like technically sound like first person shooter. I feel like any video game. Whenever we play a video game with him, he's like ridiculously good. But then Big Nick is also really good. But I attribute a lot of that to the fact that he will actually like take time to like watch streamers, read what you're supposed to do, and like actually put that into action. Here's Jack discussing the team as a whole. I mean the thing is I trust these guys and I I know what their talents are. I know that they know what's going on. I almost feel like for the most part, we don't really need a leader. We all just kind of have fun. We, uh, we just do our own jobs, and we get the job done, and we have fun doing it. I think it takes a lot of stress out of the situation most of the time. So something interesting happened when I was interviewing Jack. He started talking about how people have changed since he first got to meet them. Tim and Big Nick have changed completely from what they were once upon a time. And I, it's certainly not a bad thing. In fact, it's for the better. I think, but it's just amazing to see how much those two in particular have changed. How did they change? Well, t- <laughs> the early days of Tim, he uh, he was like the class clown, the uh, the Joker. He did a lot of impressions. <laughs> not I'm not going to say whether or not they were good impressions, but we certainly enjoyed them. <laughs> and it was hilarious. But you know, I mean, he was just he's certainly become much more of like a a leader type figure, you know, more assertive. Thanks for the inspiration, Jack. I definitely made sure to ask everyone else how they felt they've changed since being in the group. I think what I have learned in conversation with these guys every day Mm -hmm. is a different way of talking to different people about the same things in the sense that house Trotter, for instance, we're going to have a completely different conversation about Israel and Gaza than I would have in the Bones of Feet group chat. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to talk about that in the Bones of Feet group chat. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that that has changed me from, I think, being a complete no tolerance person to being a little bit more flexible in a lot of ways i think uh, i was i was actually thinking about this the other day like i used to be one of those guys who would be like oh man that's like and obviously no no offense but i used to be one of those guys that was like oh that's so gay and stuff like that and i i'm looking back on it now like it was just like one of those like just stupid things like i, I don't like i don't know why i said it it just maybe it just seemed like the right word at the time or whatever but having played with uh big nick for so long and now playing with you as well like to me it just seems like one of those things like i i actually like get offended 
not necessarily for you guys, but I get offended whenever people say that in a group. And I never used to be that way, but like now I'm just like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, there's no reason to say things like that. Like it's, it's absolutely ridiculous to, 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 to say things like that, especially like we're in 2018 now. And like, that's very, it's very much um, an accepted thing. Right. Well, not entirely accepted, but in, in a lot of cultures it's accepted now. So yeah. So that's definitely one thing that I, that's changed about me big time is I, I don't say things like that at all. Like, I don't even, I don't even say it outside of gaming. Like, it's just one of those things. Somebody says it. I'm just like, come on, man. Like, what? you don't need to say things like that. It's completely unnecessary. Before this, I had, like, played online with people, but I never really had, like, like Xbox Live friends or anything like that. And it was always so weird to me. And then after, like, we started raiding and I was in, like, this group me. And this was, like, so it's, like, over a year ago now. I was like, oh, I'm sure I'll be in this group me for, like, a month and then it'll kind of fade out and I won't talk to them anymore. And like here we are a year later, I hardly even play video games because of like law school, my life being so crazy, mm-hmm. and like I still talk to these guys like every day. But it's kind of crazy to think about. Like, I guess I've like come out of my shell a bit. Like before, like I would just like play like a raid with some randos, talk as minimal as I could, and then get out. Like when I graduated, like and I like sent my graduation picture to the group chat, and like and everyone's like congratulating me, and it's just like crazy that like these six people from like across the country. And out of the country, I'm like sharing things with now that I n- never would have done that year ago. I think I would not have stuck with Destiny 2 as long as I did if it weren't for the group. Wow. Like, I just, my sole motivation for playing was playing with those guys. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just wouldn't have played the game if it weren't for them. We created. You know, like a, a chat group so we could communicate with each other when we weren't necessarily at our Xbox. That so way could, we could coordinate new games. And that sort of just evolved into a, just a general chat, right? Like we ba- we became friends, basically. Honestly, even, even now, like during life, like uh, I won't get into obviously big details, but the last week or so, uh, like the the group as a, as a whole has definitely been there for me and stuff like that. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's it, I think it's made me uh, like a better person, just like a, a better friend, just the, generally in life. And life does get in the way. There's relationships, there's jobs, there's a law school. Sometimes folks are just busy. You just see me re- occasionally just pop into jet like, hey, what's up? And then I just be gone. Again. Yeah, you're like the you're the prodigal member of Bones of Feet. And while some things have changed since they've all met on the Fireteam subreddit, you know, I don't do a lot. I don't do a lot of Tim impressions anymore, as the gang likes to call them. I think Bones of Feet is going to be around for a long, long time. Even though, like, I may never meet you guys, I know that there's people out there that that honestly care about me, and and vice versa. I care about them. So, I never thought that I'd have that close of a friendship with people that uh, that I've never met before. That was a show, as a certain co-host of mine likes to say. Thank you for listening, and a special thanks goes out to Keisha Dutess and her podcast retreat. If you liked what you heard, be sure to look out for more narrative episodes. We are definitely going to do them. And if you really liked what you heard, we would love for a rating and review from wherever you listen to podcasts, but especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts.
it would really help us grow the show to be able to do more stuff like this. See you all in two weeks.